Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible, and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Holy shit, it's Trek Off. <laughs> what an opener. Well, well, welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. My name's Alexia. Holy <gasps> shit. We haven't done a real show. We haven't done a, a true like podcast recording in it's gotta be a month and a half. Um, is, if not yeah, a little it's more, been, it's been we, it's been some time. Yeah, we did we did awesome con, which was which was which awesome. was awesome. It was awesome, huge. and also a con. Um, uh, the audio uh, was not everything it could have been. Uh, but the, oh, no, the show we even was had nice audio lady like hook us up. I, I know, know, yeah, no, the, but the show was lit. The show was pretty great. Um, huge <laughs> it was turnout. Lit. <laughs> we got we got to do we got to do we got to do classic trek off which was always a blast to go back to our 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 porny roots um <laughs> i did so, i did something interesting i, I i'm not going to talk very much about anything except the news but uh but i did something really interesting i went back and um as part of the rewards that we're giving to people for kickstarter for the cancellation movie because we're starting to move those out um the commentary that i did with daniel ross as we drank for um for all three of the ninjas movies are one of the things that's never been released and i'm just putting them out and it so reflects what we were doing on trek off at the time that i like i'm having to redact like a bunch of it like oh you can't you can't say this <laughs> like we can't we can't just put this out as like the commentary for this like horror film like it's like it's just it the the two subject matters don't mix but i guess we were in a phase of just like we're gonna say absolutely anything that comes to mind um, uh-huh. Absolutely, and and so I'm ha- like one of them. I don't even think I can put out. I think I'm gonna have to like record something new, um, because it's what? just like it's it's so over the top. I mean, forgive me for saying so. But we're like we're talking about like just like like swimming in pools of cum and stuff in this. In this. So what? Fuck it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's just not. It's not what the movies are. It's not even what Trekoff is anymore. But like it's. Like sending it out to people, sending it out to people who donated. Like, thank you for donating. We appreciate. I love that you love this idea of this art film we're doing, and everybody <laughs> who donated ten dollars or more gets this commentary. I hope uh, you enjoy it. This art, I guess. Uh, so you're you're talking about audiences, really, at that point. Yeah, it's, it's about like, audiences. It's just it's not even just what we do anymore. I feel like we've evolved as a show. So it's fun to do it every once in a while. But like you know, you know, it's like. I mean, I, I, I was I was jazzed that we were actually able to do it. In fact, yeah. you know, like with everything being as uh, charged as, as it is right now, it was refreshing. It was like seeing like it it doesn't have to like like being respectful of like women and their their parts and things like that and 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 the me too and all that kind of stuff. Like, doesn't have to mean like we can't still like just be filthy, sexy. You know, like well, it's whatever a weird, talk. it's a weird thing. You know it's what I mean? Like thing. it doesn't like because people talk about that. All, like I feel like it's one of the things that people would always kind of get upset about. It's like, oh, well, where do we draw the line? We can't talk about anything. And it's like, well, no, that's just not true. You know what I mean? Like and we fucking it's a lot that. of it. 
It's a lot of effort on on my on on my part because I don't know where the line is because frankly, like, and I was thinking about this earlier, like the new picture of of Wonder Woman came out, the new Wonder Woman poster, which is killer, by the way. It's this bizarre, like pink and blue, very eighties looking thing and she's in this new costume and it's just it's psychedelic and it's really it's like this the sort of thing that worked really well with the black light it's really oh, cool wow. but frankly you know gal gadot is is a beautiful shapely woman and the and the the costume is is revelatory to such shape and as a guy i don't know if it's just guys in general or the way that everybody up till this point was conditioned but like you you look at like ooh looky parts like that's what you do. It's just where your eyes are boing. You know you're like the wolf in that in that old Tex Avery cartoon. Your your eyes pop out of your head and your tongue rolls out. <laughs> and and but that's not okay. But also it's being presented. It's like sort of being presented to you as well. Like here, look, aren't these nice? And so it's sort of like it's it's. Like one of it's like it's like a, a very busty woman wearing a very tight shirt that says in big bold letters, "My eyes are up here," but you have to read the shirt because it's just poking out at you, and you're like, "Oh, I was reading the shirt. Oh wait, no, no, what did I do?" And so I think it's like I I don't know if the, like I guess this is sort of a sociological experiment to see if the new generation of males grow up not immediately jumping to that. Um, because be like, interesting. like, like, and here's the thing, out. like, I don't even mind that, like, I, and, I, and I don't want to speak for all women, but like for me myself, and I'm pretty busty, like, I don't mind if, if you look, uh, and, and I, and I personally don't even mind if you stare, but I put them out there when you don't put them out there. Like if I just, I've never understood this idea of like, like, that doesn't mean you can fucking touch them. Right. Like that's the line as far as I'm concerned. Like. If I put my boobs out there, I want to show them off. There's, they're beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with women showing off their form and and for and people no, appreciating that, right? But like the line is, you don't just get to touch that because hey, that looks nice. I want to touch it. Like that. I that occurs think, to I, me I is like like you can look at the poster of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, all sexy, and be like, damn. But you she can't touch Gal Gadot. Hot. You can't. You can't. You can't go out and do. Yeah, I don't think that's. But what the you line can't is, go so touch think, it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that I th- simple. I th- <laughs> I think that's the line for jail. That's where the line for jail is. I think the societal line is somewhere way further where like you, you know, the, as, as the, as the, you know, so, so the thing is that. It's like, not though, right? Fitting- like, let me give you an example. Like if she was walking down the street in that, right? Like the line mm-hmm. would be, you could look at her because she's, she's, it's attention drawing what she's wearing. You could look, right? But what you can't do is like start catcalling and like, like. Sure taking it to the next level, right? Like looking and then like shouting out and trying to touch, like those are the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I think the, look at I it think and appreciate the, 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 it, move on with your life, right? And like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, like, and I don't want this to be our whole show because we have so much to talk about, but I feel true. like the, the, the fashion for women has evolved to the point where in the 90s where like women wear puffy shirts and stuff. Like now it's like everything is form fitting. So 90% of the women who are out there are wearing a, an outfit that is not that much less revealing than your typical superhero outfit at this point, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, like for they guys should like be. Me, Embrace for, their for, body, for man. Guy- Put it out there. Sure, yeah. Like that's and 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 you know, no shame in it. But and there's I no shame when that- you're reading the shirt, Justin. It's when it's when all you're doing is reading the shirt, right? Yeah, I, it's. 
Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not like you can't look. It's like, if you're having a 10 minute conversation with said chick and all you're doing is looking at her shirt, that's a fucking problem, right? If you notice the shirt, you read it, you chuckle about it, you laugh. Everybody has a good, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has a good chuckle and you guys have a conversation where you actually speak to her face, then it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's it's again it's a it's a weird time and you know it's it, it, what is it the line um if there's going to be a brave new world uh, guys like us are going to have the hardest time living in it um you know i that's from a movie why don't i know what movie that's from because I, I feel no like i should that's, that's from. um like, or no yeah I, and i'm just going to kill me that i don't know but hey that's not what we're here to talk about let's just move on because <laughs> there's so much there's so much to talk about. Like, there's not even time. Like, I don't know how in the world we keep this to a one episode show. I can't yeah, tell I you at this point in the know. show whether or not I gotta we're going to end up splitting I, 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 I do want to relate a story from Awesome Con. Um, it's not even, it's actually about me. Uh, it's about my sister. Um, and it's funny because she, um, unlike myself, she got to get the photo with everybody. Um, her and, uh, and her husband. And so I was like, that's awesome how did it go? And she's like, I don't know what it is. She's like, cause the same thing happened when I got a signature from, um, from Kirk. She's like, cause I can, I've talked to, I've, I've gone to awesome con almost every year and maybe even every year. And she's like, and I, I, I meet plenty of like celebrities and like people that I really dig. Like, um, um, one year she was all like, I think it was, was it last year? Or was the year before when the, the agents of shield people were there. And, um, um, she totally had a thing for, um, yeah, it was Goody like two years, two, I think yeah. it was two years ago. And so yeah. she's like, but she had no trouble talking to him like a human being. And like, she's like, I couldn't like, all I could say was thank you. Like <laughs> it was like, Thank for you, the Star Trek people, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like she's like, like, what are you even thinking? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, because it just, as, as, it's so funny. Like, and, and Will Wheaton like was right next to her, and what's so funny too is in the picture because as Will Wheaton is kind of our age, um, it looked a little bit like he was with them, like he was with them and not the Star Trek people because all of them look older because they were adults at the time, <laughs> and so it's kind yeah, of funny. I, 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 when he's over there well, with them, but he was like, me. hi, and like personal in her face. She's like, thank you. And there's like other stuff that he has done himself that she would like had. She's like, I had whole things I wanted to say, like, like I did when I saw when I, when I finally had my photo. Yeah, I had one of those things, too, though, and I <laughs> talked about that. And I and I'll tell you, Will Wheaton seemed a little checked out. Um, he was, just didn't seem that into it. But I also know that he's really shy. So he just like, I, don't I, I think, I don't know if it was her attitude, the fact that she was clearly nervous and just saying that, like he, she was like, he was very sweet. He was like enthusiastic and like put his arm around me and was like, hi, like, and she was like, thank you. Thank you. Like, it was like that. So that's will, fucking will, funny. <laughs> and he's like, the done, awesome- like, like the, the, the audio book for, um, a, a, a different book series. No, not Ready Player One. So different. I think it's called Amber. Um, it's like a whole book series, and he did the audio for it. It's a big book series, and she loves it. It's one of her favorites, and she like wanted to tell him, <laughs> like, I really loved your voice work on that, like the, your reading of that book, of those books, and like, and she wanted, she had things she wanted to say. Marina Sirtis, and Marina Sirtis was very sweet. She's because she's of course tiny, and my sister like me, it's very tall. She's like looks up at her. She, you're very tall. <laughs> Just like I can so, so hear. Her I have saying. a story. I have a story about Marina Sirtis. Actually, the one I want to convey before we get onto the news is uh, my I mean, these are good wife, things. Star Trek stuff. Go ahead, Mrs. Mrs. J. Um, okay, so she goes up to Marina Sirtis and 
what struck her was that Marina Sirtis turns around and next to her is Jonathan Frakes. And in the middle of, of Kelly and this other lady having her thing signed, uh, Frakes comes over or yells over and goes, hey, Mina. And that was the first thing Kelly noticed, that he calls her Mina, that that's, that's how they refer to her as Mina. So huh. I just, it struck me. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's like that's yeah. insider info. Yeah, that's cute. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, hey, watch out here in D.C. or the big orange monster is going to get you. Um, now, I don't we don't you know, we drew our best not to take political stances on the show as best we can. Uh, but clearly they were taking a certain political stance. And she turns around. And she looks at she looks at Mr. Jane and goes, so Trump blocked me. And <laughs> Kelly was like, or, or Mr. Jane was like, what? And, and you go, yes, Trump, Trump blocked me. You see, he said something on Twitter that I didn't like. And then I said something about he's like Stalin. And then he said something back, and I said, and I said, that's exactly what Stalin would say. And then he blocked me. <laughs> um, oh, which that's is amazing. Great. That's so amazing. great. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the story. Hey, speaking of next gen, dun, 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 look at that transition. Dun, 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 nicely in done, Segway. In, in the time between the last time we recorded and now, there was a trailer for a certain TV show coming out in November. I heard. Uh, I heard. For, uh, for Star Trek Picard. Did you watch the trailer? I, I, di- I didn't because I, th- I figured you wouldn't want me to. Okay. Um, well, then uh, I'm going to be doing more editing than this episode. Do you have it oh, ready to go by any I chance? Could, I could just... I, I didn't know. I, th- I honestly thought you didn't want me to. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I, I appreciate it. Um, so here we go. Without further ado, here is Alexia watching the trailer for Picard. Got a tree. Vin, oh, it's vineyard. Vines, okay. Fifteen years ago, today, you let us out of the darkness. You commanded the greatest rescue armada in history. Then, the unimaginable. What did that cost you? Your faith? Your faith in us? Your faith in yourself? Tell us, why did you leave Starfleet, Admiral? What? What? Wow. All right. Yeah. So first things first, before we say anything else, how many goosebumps did you get when they played this Next Generation theme on piano there at the end? Um, Many. Like, I still yeah. have them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so, so I think I know what the unimaginable is. I think I know what the unimaginable must be. Okay. Um, the unimaginable must be the destruction of Romulus, right? That's got to be what that is. I have no doubt. I'm almost 100% sure about that. Like, he was so tied into Romulus. Nemesis was about Romulus. You know, the arena of unification was all about Romulus. And then we know that Romulus was utterly and completely destroyed. Everyone on Romulus died. So, so I have to imagine that that is, you know, it looked like... It looked like all this stuff was coming. Think back to Star Trek 2009. Spock is taking them off. You know, it knows that this is coming. They're trying to develop a solution. So while Spock's trying to develop a solution, it sounds like it says you led the greatest like 
uh, what is it? The, the, rescue. the greatest rescue. Yeah. So trying to get as many Romulans, trying try, trying to get as many Romulans off planet as possible, and then suddenly, according to Star Trek 2009 everything went wrong very quickly. Like, there was enough time that Spock, like, had the opportunity to experiment with, with like, red matter. Right. Like, there was time There was time to experiment with that and try and get a plan going. So there'd be time for evacuations to start. But then yeah. something went horribly wrong, and that it, it seems to track that, that that would be the most significant thing in Picard's life. How could it not be? How could it not be after everything that happened on Romulus, the utter and complete destruction of Romulus and maybe something that Starfleet did that he didn't like? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what in that context, though, could make him leave Starfleet? Like, what, what, like, where's, the, they were where's the Starfleet connection there, right? Like, what, like, it occurs to me that they must have done something wrong in his like that's the only thing that makes sense if he or he did something wrong and doesn't feel worthy of starfleet anymore maybe um like there's some either he feels like a failure or feels they say that or like starfleet failed him when it came to that and i'm trying to think of how that would even be well think of what a big push section 31 has been on on discovery, it could very well be that Section Thirty One factors in. You find out that they have some responsibility and some culpability you know, in, in what happened. To yeah, Romulus. Star, Starfleet is is into the ultimate good, and they you know don't like they Starfleet would never officially do what Section Thirty One does, but they have no problem turning a blind eye to the fact that Section Thirty One does it. So I would bet if I had, to I mean, guess, I wouldn't say that at this like that's what I'm saying. Like by the time we we are in the next gen and DS9 era, people don't even know what that is. So who in Starfleet is really turning a blind eye? Whereas like, cause it just feels like it, like it by contrast, um, for I don't who know. You, watching, I got, again, um, we were always at the captain level. We were always at the captain level and think about it. There was on DS9, it was an Admiral for I'm trying to remember who the Admiral was on DS9. Maybe it was Admiral Forrest. Like you seem to feel like, the higher ups, whenever like Cisco tried to go higher up, or or Bashir would try to go higher up at Starfleet, they were like, "Hey, shut up, man." So it could be that at the captain level, people didn't know, but at once you got above that level, it became clear that there was this darker, grayer area in Starfleet, which of course there would need to be. And and as as the Federation becomes more gray within Star Trek, as it has also on Discovery. It could be that that you have Picard as the stalwart, and what a message that would be! Again, Patrick Stewart said he he doesn't want to do it unless it speaks to our times. Well, what a what a message it is to go. You know what? Yeah, just because everything is gray and and you aren't the good guys you thought you were doesn't mean that you give up your principles, and you need to be the one that stands up for your principles and redirects the world back to the way it should be and who better to do that than John Luke Picard. I think that's that's a show I that's exactly the show I want. Now, I don't know if they're going to give it to me. I mean, they gave me, you know, Klingons fucking in the first season of Discovery. I didn't want that. So, I don't know what they're going to give me in this show, but that seems to follow. <laughs> well, I mean, thoughts? I I feel confident based on what we just saw. I know it's only a teaser, but I don't think we're going to see any Klingons fucking in this show. Um, at least not in season one, probably. Like it seems, it seems contemplative, doesn't it? It seems like I'm not saying does. we won't get very space much so. Action. And 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 that's the thing. Like I, um, that's the thing that's cool about this idea and the and the way that television has evolved 
since the last time Star Trek was on the air, that we can have these different kind of Star Trek shows. Um, I love that idea that this is still going to be very Star Trek because he's going to be, I mean, there's, it's, there's got to be social commentary going on. Like he's left Starfleet for a reason. And that's my guess. If it's Star Trek, and this this is what will upset me if it isn't somehow socially relevant to our, to our current social landscape. That will upset me. I'll be like, well, then what's the fucking point? Like that's and not it doesn't Star Trek. need to be super specific toward one side or the other. One no. thing that Star Trek Star Trek always did well was saying, hey, let's present both sides. Let both sides speak to them, speak for themselves, and then you know you guys discuss it after when the credits yeah, are. and that we're we're here to bring up the conversation in a real way, not in a you know not just a reactionary emotional response to whatever your side is we're here to bring it up in a contemplative way and just kind of show both sides in this fictional scenario so you can actually have the conversation because that's what i think is sorely missing right now in general is like none of us are having the con like we're all so wrapped up in our emotional feelings about the way things are going myself included like i'm no better than the next person when it comes to that but like it it does make having any kind of meaningful conversation with someone who has vastly differing viewpoints kind of pointless. And that's yeah, not good. No, and Star, Star <laughs> Trek is Star Trek is good at, at breaking that down. Yeah. I think that I think it's going to be a show with a point of view. And I think that, you know, I can't imagine it will be a show without action. We expect some action. And frankly, I know that Picard can do it. So I'm hoping that Admiral Picard finds himself, he must at least in an episode or two, find himself on the bridge of a ship. Like that has to happen. Um, I but mean, I really I want it to happen. And, I, and, I, and I'd be, I'm, I, I'm very, like nothing in this, tra- this teaser gives us any idea about where the fuck everybody else is. And yeah, well, here's the thing. So, so two days ago, um, it's already been confirmed. It, it's already been confirmed that Frakes is directing two to three episodes of Picard. Nice. Already been confirmed. That's He's already a great director when it comes out to Star of the Trek ten in particular. And and then two days ago, that was already known. Then two days ago, he tweeted. He tweeted, "Looks like I've got something to do in my future," or something like that, and just tweeted a picture of a trombone. Nice. Yes. So. I don't know. I've also heard rumors that Brent Spiner is going to come back. That would be really interesting. I'd love to, you know, you could, in a very short scene. Now, I've always loved this. And this is what I loved. Uh, this is what must have been so much fun. We've talked about this before. When Next Gen first came out, when the first episode of Next Gen came out, you had, and I don't want to go into it because we've had a whole episodes about this of, of Trek Off, but when it first came out, you suddenly had books and books worth of talking points about what happened between the end of Kirk and the beginning of Picard. Just by moving it, by moving the needle forward, suddenly you could go, wait, what? There's a Klingon on the bridge? How did that happen? <laughs> you know? Um, and we have not moved anything forward. And now to go, yeah, okay, it's it's 20 years after Nemesis, um, and here's where Starfleet is, and it can be in a different place, and all of a sudden we can be going, What? Like yeah. things can move forward and we will have so much to discuss after the very first episode, you know, about which characters are alive, which characters are dead, which char- which species are allies, which species are enemies, you know, what has happened in the meantime. Like there's so much room just 
like one conversation, like with 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 you know, Lord going, yes, ever you know, ever since what Worf gave up for me, I'm happy to have my sentience back. You go, what? <laughs> like you just just drop those kind of bombs, you know. I, I do yeah. know. I I do I do know that the counselor will never walk again. What? <laughs> just like you could just any, don't put drop, weird ideas out there for them to fucking say. <laughs> I know. Just anything. Just any, anything. They it's you know what it is. It's it's like what JJ did in start in the Force Awakens when three PO comes up and goes, "I you must not have recognized me with my metal uh, with my red arm," and they never explained where that came from. And all I wondered the whole time is, where the fuck did that red arm come from? Like, I got to know. What's that story? <laughs> they have done a comic book story now about where that red arm came from. There was a story they got Seriously? out of it, Which I love. Which I love. It's so good. Um, okay, moving on. Yeah, but if they uh, drop something significant about one of the, you know, char- like like people in his life that were a big deal – we're gonna need to see that fucking story. Like, you can't just drop that shit and be like, "Well, no." There, I think, I think they are going. To I think they will eventually. I think you're going to have a character from Next Gen be dead. It's just been enough time, and Starfleet's a dangerous enough place that something might have happened. You know, I hope the most predictable thing is for it to be Counselor Troy and for Worf to be mad about it. I mean, that's kind of where they went. Um, so if you, you know, if the whole point is that, you know, yes, time does turn out how time turns out, actually, um, that's an interesting way to go. I care about emotional truth and them hitting it. And I, you know, I trust these guys. I just do. Um, so here's an interesting thing. Uh, Chris Hemsworth explains why he turned down Star Trek four uh, in an extensive interview about his career with Variety. Chris Hemsworth, this is from TrekMovie.com, um, talks about the Star Trek sequel. And he says, I didn't want to be underwhelmed by what I was going to bring to the table, which is really interesting. Um, hmm. Evidently, the script came to him. Now, maybe it was money. Could be money. I don't know. Does money matter to him at this point? I um, mean, I would imagine he's got so fucking much of it after the Avengers stuff that like that shouldn't be really a factor. Yeah, I mean, he could just do another Thor if he wanted, um, but it could be that they were like, well, look, we need you to come back. Could it be that he read the script and he felt like the only reason that you want me to play this role is because I'm the guy who happened to play George Kirk before? And you're not, you have not written something that is for me. You've written for something that is for George Kirk and I happen to have played him. Um, I can kind of see that. Like, you know, I can't. The fuck that he's a fucking actor. What the hell does that mean? It means that he is in a position where he can pick the scripts that he feels play to his strengths and play to what he is good at, and what he likes to do. And I, I can see a world where he goes, yeah, but this this is this is a character that is just sort of blank and and, you know, and only functional and surrounded by so many other characters that are so well defined. I'm going to slip in in the cracks here. And I frankly don't want to do that at this point in my career. I can see him doing that. I can't, oh, I, can't I see. see I see what you're saying. Like, if if he's just set dressing, not then- just set dressing. Like, even if you gave George Kirk a lot to do, if it felt like a role that any good-looking guy named Chris could play, then I could see why he'd be like, "Well, I don't see why you need me to do this." Then, except just because I happen to be. The- well, yeah, but he, that he's is just the like, reason. I- like, but. But that might not be enough for him at this point. He might be like, look, man, he's the other thing. He just said that he is um, going to be taking at least the next six months off of acting because he wants to spend time with his family. 
He's like, he's yeah. got a wife. He's got he's got a couple of kids. So I think from his point of view, it's like, look, at this point, you know, maybe this will change if the jobs dry up. But at this point, if you're going to ask me to go away from my family for a while, it can't just be because I played George, George Kirk once before. Needs to be like he needs to be doing something compelling enough for me to be interested in the project. You know, and I and I'm certain. You know, and I don't know what conversations he had with with Idris Elba, but if you look at Star Trek Beyond, which is great, Idris Elba is hiding underneath that makeup. And as good as a as an actor as he is, really any actor could have played that role. Like there wasn't anything that was so Idris Elba about the role that he was doing that it needed to be him. And it could be that at the end of the day, Idris Elba was like, you know, I, I fucking look back at Khan and I look back at Christopher Lloyd as Krug and it was so Christopher Lloyd. And I look back at, at Christopher Plummer as General Chang and it's so, it's so him. And I look, you know, when I signed on, I imagined him or, or, you know, Soren or something, but I feel like I ended up a lot more like, you know, the, you know, the guy who is the head of the, the Sona in, um, in insurrection i'm so covered in makeup that it could have been any dude playing it any decent actor could have played this role why did you need idris elba for this role and it could have been they got back together on thor and idris elba was like dude i mean i guess it's sort of fun it's a lot of work for your face never being seen um i don't know i mean we're not privy to those conversations but it is worth noting that he is putting out the reason that he didn't come back was because he felt like the role had nothing to offer him now that being said um, in additional news, uh, Quentin Tarantino has come out and said his Star Trek four is still happening. Your thoughts. How does that work? I don't know. I mean, he's been saying he wants to do it. Do, do they do like, does he do a full on, like I'm going to do a retro Star Trek with the, with the 2009 crew. This is from April 30th. Uh, he said, uh, I feel he was asked, uh, this is. Boop a doo slash film is talking to him and it says, I feel like I have to ask this even though I know I don't know if you want to answer, but are you gonna make a Star Trek movie? Is there any truth to that? And Tarantino answers, It's a very big possibility. I haven't been dealing with those guys for a while because I've been making my movie, which is um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is about to come out. But we've talked about a story and a script. The script has been written, and when I emerge from my head like Puxitani Phil, post Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we'll pick up talking about it again. So um hmm. Uh, well, so uh, then that wouldn't be the, the that certainly wouldn't be the like perfect little you know tie off and you know go back and make this an encapsulated like pocket universe situation then at that point we would just be continuing forward essentially with or maybe just putting timeline. them in seven in 60s costumes and shooting it like it's the 60s show and just going, I'm going to use these guys. I'm going to use the. Co- I'm going to do a a full on two hour episode of Star Trek the way I think it should be done. You know, would you want that? That's a good question. Would you want Tarantino to essentially do, you know, like like Star Trek continues or or like Star like Starship Farragut? Would you want him to basically do that, but his with his dialogue and his kind of stylized way of doing things, where he's trying to evoke the feeling of the '60s show in a retro futuristic type of way? Would you want him to do that, or do you feel I like would. that ship has sailed? No, I think I would. I think there's. I, I think if it was somebody other than Tarantino, I might be like, ah, yeah, I'm a little scared. Um, but he's really good at that. Like he's, he is. Yeah, and, he is. Look. I, and, I mean, and, made... and that's the thing. Like, I think if, if someone's good at it, that would always be something I would want. And it's it's interesting because he 
his films always feel like parodies of the things that they're doing while at the same time being the best example of the things that they're doing. Uh, I wouldn't call them parody. I would never, I, I, I never feel like I, it's a parody. I, I have. And yet it's, I, I mean, if I look at, all right, let, let's, let's look at Kill Bill. Kill Bill is at once a commentary on and a very tongue-in-cheek, almost campy commentary on samurai films while also being a badass samurai film. It's like what Scream was. Scream was both a send-up of horror films while also being a super effective horror film in and of itself. Um, yeah, but so, like it's but it's from love, right? That's the reason I say not. Sure. It doesn't feel like a like parody to me is making fun of. Whereas yeah. f- having love for like say B movie horrors and like basically embracing that love and 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 fully realizing it a B movie horror um, of your own that's what I think he does right as opposed to what you're talking about which is mimicry or pair like he basically is like I have the ability to make the thing that I love. Like, and he loved samurai film. You know what I mean? Like, it's that same kind of thing. And it's like, I think because it comes from this place of reverence and love and and feels that he has a way of, of doing it where even when it's campy, even if it like it's capturing that same spirit because the shit was fucking campy. You know what I mean? Um, you're not, it's, it's it never feels like he's making fun. It feels like the best of that. Like, like. I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's, I like I love Kill Bill. I love Kill Bill the whole thing, and I love me too, very know, very like, much. Can't be samurai films. Like I'm with him. You know what I mean? And so now you're talking about the original series, like Star Trek, my favorite. And if he was to basically write a love letter to it in the same way, I whew, yeah, I'm down for that. Definitely, even if it's, it's like, but it's just also its own really cool. one-off thing that isn't connected to anything else. I would fucking. I don't want that. I want to full-on say right now. I don't want that. I know you I don't. Want You're to, all about. The I continuity. want the connection. I want the connection. I don't want to feel like it doesn't matter. And ultimately, that's. I'm starting to. I'm like now that we're back into Discovery and Picard. It's starting to feel like those Kelvin Universe films don't matter. And it bums me out to feel that way. But if I'm going to watch a bunch, I am now at a point where I would be as likely to watch Star Trek Nemesis as I would to watch Star Trek Into Darkness. And for all its problems, Star Trek Into Darkness is an infinitely better film than Nemesis. Infinitely. In every measurable way, it's a better film than Nemesis. Um, but Nemesis feels like it's. But Nemesis, it, Nemesis is, is absolutely part of the world. It's part the of the prime world. The story told in, the world. in your. <laughs> it just your feels like it's of part of the. To deal with other timelines. <laughs> it feels like it's part of the big story. I'll tell you. Okay, so I'm having this problem right now. Um, are you ever? Are you caught up on Agents of Shield? Um, if they've come out with new ones, then no. I was. Have you watched any this season? Oh, there's a new season now. Yes, that's like four no, episodes. No, but I'm in. gonna fucking watch it now. <laughs> I didn't okay, know. so so here's the thing. I'm I'm going to spoil a thing which isn't going to ruin your 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 experience of it all and might actually improve it as you sit. So you don't get pissed at something at the at the show. I think you'll be better off knowing it going in. And this is what I'm gonna spoil for you. You know, at the end of last season, they're like Thanos is coming. Remember that at the end of last season, leading mm-hmm. into it's been like a year and a half leading into Infinity War. Guess what? Thanos never comes. Not a thing. Not a thing at all. 
in this current season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, I can't tell you, or it's only on episode four, maybe down the line we find out the reason why, but it seems very much more like, well, we had a season in mind, and then in Endgame, have you seen Endgame? No. This is hard, hard conversation. All right, no. and then in and then in Endgame, I'm sure some something shit happens ha- in Endgame that makes it it like not work. Yeah, anymore. there's sh- and so shit happens. <laughs> shit happens in Endgame that shit happens in Endgame that is Im- important to the world, and Agents of Shield ultimately ignores that shit that happens in Endgame that's important to the world. Oh, and I hate it, that. That's unfortunate because that's one of the it, things that was always kind of nice about Agents of Shield is it pretty it, it was pretty good about. Except for the fact that anytime some big shit went down, like where the fuck were they? Anytime you watch one of the movies, no, they're I'm always like, there after. They're always there after. They're like damage control from the comics, where they're like, like, <laughs> oh, we've just show, we've just showed up in London. Look how trashed everything is. Good, wow. You know, this is, uh, th- this is clearly. It's just that they had a season in mind, and. The you know the movie the movie side people don't get along with the TV side people on a production level and the movie side people didn't feel the need to spoil Endgame to the TV side people the couple of months early that they would need to for them to write their scripts. Oh come so, on, man, that's fucked up. Like, but that, get over but yourselves. But that's what they. But that that's what they did. Even to the cast. I mean, there's stories of like, like they would just get Tom Holland out in the Spider-Man costume and go, "Okay, punch here, kick here," and he's like, "Who am I fighting?" They go, "It doesn't matter. You'll find out." <laughs> so, like, that's that like, fucking sucks. Like, don't do that. Like, that's that level of like, Ooh, nobody can know is fucking ridiculous. Okay, like I know, I know, but especially but when I, it's to the detriment of other series that are interwoven into that story like but here's the deal right there are there are moments in endgame that are so revelatory when you see them for the first time i mean you've seen infinity war right no you haven't seen infinity war you told me not to because i was gonna not like the way it ended until endgame was something i could watch endgame is now something you can watch i mean is it (laughs) it is it's something you can watch it's there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's there. It's it's it's, it's you that Regal Regal Cinemas has 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 six buck shows if you go see it in the morning. Go see a morning show. Get yourself into a ten into a ten a.m. show. It's six bucks. Good God, ten a.m. Great. I could never do yeah, that. No, that's my new favorite thing. Actually, there's a there there are um the theater near me now has reclining leather seats and will bring. F- like full meals, like it's an Alamo to your reclining leather seats with tables that fold in front of your seat. They still have like six dollar ten, like ten thirty a.m. shows, and so if there's these long movies, they're like two hours and twenty minutes. I will like say, hey, can you just bring my my food in at noon? And they'll do it. And your food comes in at noon, like at lunchtime, like there's a burger, like a like a good <laughs> burger, like a like a like a like a a jalapeno jack bur- burger with a side of bacon Brussels sprouts comes to you. And like, like, it, when, with a glass of wine, if you so choose, just delivered your seat at noon. You're like, yes, I'm in the future, bitch. That's where I am. I live in the future. That does future. sound pretty compelling, but that's expensive. That's you know, like we're not rolling in the cheddar like you. Well, you, you, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to do the meal. Although here's the thing, I got the burger with the Brussels sprouts, and we split it, and it was twenty dollars. And then Jesus. the next. 
and the next time I went to the to the movie theater, I got a popcorn and a soda. Oh, and I got a soda with it. Next time I went to the theater, I got a popcorn, a soda, and a bag of Junior Mints, and it was seventeen fifty. I was like, Jesus Christ! I was like, shit! I I could have had a burger, and it was a big burger. Like that was enough for like me and my wife to eat. Like it was like a dinner date, and no tip needed. You know, there's no tip to give. So like for twenty bucks, I got like lunch and not had to pay for concessions. So guess what? It's a better deal than the popcorn. Um, in any yeah. case, especially since I know how very little it costs to make the fucking popcorn. I used to work in a yeah. movie theater. <laughs> in, yeah, me too. Uh, in any case, in any case, um, Agents of Shield has stopped existing within the continuity of the movie universe, and it makes That's it. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the season, but I am less invested than I was before because suddenly, it's like ah, it worked better for me with the Marvel shows. With the Marvel Netflix shows, because they were the stories were so different. But this is like, they're like the the Agent Coulson was on this show. Yeah, like he was. We just saw him in Captain Marvel. Like, yeah, so, yeah. that's that's so, that's disappointing yeah. to hear. Well, and evidently the new Disney shows that are coming out on Disney Plus are going to be not run by the TV division anymore but run by the movie division and that's why you're going to have falcon and the winter soldier with those guys and they are going to count and just like i don't want that for the going back to the the tarantino star trek i don't want that for tarantino star trek or the kelvin verse i don't want to feel like oh it's this other thing because i like the big story that's what i love so much about marvel too it's like all one big story don't start saying oh wait just kidding you know how we said it was one big story you know how we said this was required watching (laughs) haha just JK. Yeah, but the, uh, but there's something freeing about that. Like I haven't gotten caught up on Arrow or Flash or Legends of Tomorrow or whatever because like I as it stands, like I don't watch it when it's on. So then I have to like go look up what order I should watch them in. And that's like just like this extra step. And so I haven't even done it. So we did we just started actually where um uh, I found a really good guide. I, I wish I could send you the link for it for those three shows. Um, a really good guide that groups them together where it, it only makes you jump off when you have to jump off. So it mm-hmm. allows you to watch like five episodes of Flash in a row. And then it says, OK, now you can watch these four episodes of Legends and these four episodes of Arrow, which is much easier than having to go tonight we're watching Arrow and tomorrow we're watching Flash. It, like I can just go, we're going to do four nights of Flash and then four nights of like it's kind of nice that I can mm. do that instead of like jumping in between. So I'm actually really enjoying this this uh I it's all on Netflix now. Last yeah. season's episode of last season no, I know, of Flash. No, it says is new not, episodes not, and everything and I'm like, "Ooh," and then I'm like, "Ah, oh, I have to look up though, like and see what I have to watch when and all that shit." Well, let's talk about the idea of going deeper into this Tarantino thing. Um, I have not watched the Orville yet, um, past like the second episode. My understanding is it's a very different show than when it started. Um, so I am going to give it a try as soon as I finish this last season of the Arrowverse. That's that's the next thing coming up. It was either going to be that or the new superhero show that's on Netflix, um, the Umbrella Academy. Um and between the two, I'm going to try and give the Orville. I'll give it another shot uh, because it sounds Please almost do. like it sounds almost like it's what I'm talking about about this Tarantino doing his version of Star Trek. It's Seth. It's Seth MacFarlane absolutely doing Next Gen, but it's also Seth MacFarlane. 
Yeah, and it really is. If, like, and it, and so, it's good. Like, it does. It does next geny. Like, it does Star Trek type make you think stuff. That's what I'm telling. I, I think probably at this point for a year, I've been asking you to watch one specific episode. Of yeah, that. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not going to watch the one um, specific episode. I'm going. I'm going to watch it in order. I'm going to actually. That's fine. Do it. But once you finally get to that episode, like, there's a reason. Like, because it actually has to do with something that is le- like legit happening in the world at like the moment like it's a real thing and i don't think it was a real thing when the episode came out i think it was a um it was like just one of the serendipitous things that just happened to yeah yeah and then it was like what the fuck like when i saw a, a headline and i was like holy sh- oh that's the start man like it was just yeah. and it would and it was one of those episodes that was really good that was very star trek in that this you know it's they're on a, an alien planet somebody you know, does something wrong and has to be held accountable to that that planet's rules, and you know what I mean. Like well, my understanding, what I what I understand is that the comedy has been toned down by like fifty percent, and the the drama and the plot and the Star Trekiness has been turned up by two hundred percent. Is that true? I mean, I haven't started season two yet. Um, I was just about to. Um, as Matt, but I just I uh, I was just about to, and then Good Omens hit, and I was like, "Fuck, I have to watch Good Omens." Um, which you have if you haven't watched, if people like it's fucking it's so good. Um, obviously I love Neil Gaiman, but like it's just it's delightful. It's so the book. It's so this is such a good example of example of see when you have a book and you really like it. And then oh, no. you watch the go. thing. <laughs> and it's like, that's just how it was when I was reading it. It's like that on Good Omens in the way that it wasn't with Ready Player One. <laughs> so speaking so. of Ready Player One or, or a side note from Ready Player One, um, I am 85%, according to my Kindle, through Armada, which is the next book by the author mm-hmm. of Ready Player One. Um, and I can't tell you if I like it or not. Um, really? I have a feel. Well, here's well, the. Did you I not like, like Last Starfighter very much when you were kids? Well, here's the. So. Don't spoil not spoil nothing for me. But at this point, I like it well enough. It's super derivative. It's like beyond derivative. But I feel like it's leading me to um, a twist. I feel like it's leading me to a twist. And don't confirm or deny whether or not it is. But if it goes where I think it might go. I'm going to be like, fuck this book. If it goes where I think it might go, I'm going to be like, no, what a waste of fucking time. If it doesn't, then I'm going to like it. So be prepared for a conversation. That would be about very interesting. Going. Yeah, I'll have to reread it now because that's uh, I, I want to know like specifically the moment <laughs> when you say yeah. when this happened, I want to be able to go, OK, because I or maybe it. or or maybe I like it. I'm enjoying it just fine. I can tell you where I am right now without spoiling any. Let's see. Um, he just got back to where he came from and he's talking to his friends for the first time since all the big stuff happened. That's where I am. Wow. Okay. Do you kind of know where I am? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's that's as vague as I can be because I don't want to spoil it for all the people. Um, Yeah. But that- Well, and and so I think for maybe the reason, I know the, the, probably the reasons that it resonated a lot with me, um, the ending notwithstanding- um, which I will not spoil. Um, it's I love the Last Starfighter, and I love and I love playing video games. And it's really, it's hitting. It hits that like it's very Last Starfighter, which I love about it. So I guess yeah, in that way, it's very derivative. Um, it's like a updated, if you will. 
Um, but that doesn't bother me, as you know. <laughs> if it's done really well, it can be derivative as fucking I don't care, as long as you do it really well. <laughs> I mean, so... Again, I, I don't mind it being derivative. It does it fairly well. I'm I I'm reading the story in little spurts because I am reading it to I'm reading it to my to my son. So we will see uh, where it goes. Hey, let's jump from one bit of Star News to another bit of Star News. Hey, um, have you been following Star Wars news at all? Mm, no. So what? uh so so in Disney they have opened. Um, they they have opened a Star Wars uh, Star Wars the Galaxy place uh, where where it is I'm trying to look for the actual name of it um, it is called I can't believe I'm forgetting the name suddenly um, what is wrong with me uh, so anyway the Star Wars land in uh, in Disney has uh, opened up the one where you and- basically are a member of like you you it's like basically a big old role play. Yeah, well, it's here's the thing. I haven't gotten. I mean, it just it just literally opened. Um, it's called Galaxy's Edge, um, and evidently there is a story. It is a brand new. Uh, it, it is a brand new world. Uh, they have a bunch of cool things where you can drink blue milk and green milk and 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 cocktails that look like they're in the cantina, and they have a cantina, and the uh, the big ride in it right now is a Smuggler's Run on the millennium falcon and basically you go in and it's like one of the it sounds like there's this game and i wish i could remember the name of the game i went to my buddy seth's house and i played it where everybody got to do a different thing but you wait in line and then you get to the millennium falcon and one of you flies it and then is the pilot another one is the gunner shooting down other things another one's doing engineering and giving it more power another one's there's like like six different roles that you play and the 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 ride interacts with your roles and the story changes based on what you do in those roles that's so it's like a big awesome. They should do that with simulator. Star Trek. That would be the shit. Like that basically the 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 Star Trek VR game, but like for real. And my question is, that'd be is how shit. do you make how do you make being the engineer as cool as it is flying the Millennium Falcon? Because if I get to the front of an hour hour and a half long line and they're like, okay, uh, you you get to do catering. Like I don't want to fucking right. Do yeah, I don't. Well, that's the thing. Like it 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 depends on what. Like in at least my experience with playing the Star Trek bridge crew, um, you it like it matters what you do, like strategy and 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 being um, and having to juggle things matter. Like so it just matters on like because I think there are people that that appeals to. Like it's not to say that that being, you know, because some people here's the thing. Some people really like strategy games like like real time strategy games. And I like, for instance, I'm not very good at them. I don't mind strategy games, just not real time because it's too, like it happens so fast and I'm like in the dust and it's like I never managed to catch up to the learning curve. And like, I always just feel like I suck and nobody likes that feeling. So <laughs> um, when it's like a turn based long form strategy game, I could get into that because it's like I've got a bajillion years to make a choice. Um, but there are people who love that. Um, and then there are people who, who love that and aren't very good at like flying a ship in a game or shooting down targets, you know, like it just depends on who you are. I do think more people are going to like, I, I think it'll be like the, you know, front of a ride, you know, like more people like the lines to the front and the back of the, you know, roller coaster are always longer. Right. So I have a feeling that like 
being the gunner or being, you know, flying, those lines are going to be longer than being. I don't know if that's an option, though. I think you just go in and you end up seated where you seat because it's like, sounds like everyone is like six people. Um, Anyway, it's a really cool. It's a really cool idea. It's a really it cool idea. Like, It'll be interesting. I was a, so we were planning a trip. We're going to end up going to Colorado instead of California. <laughs> we almost went to California because I wanted to go there and check it out. But I, I just imagined that it would be like just a zoo, and I figured I would wait a year before try even trying this. And maybe we'll take a like take a a day off school or something to go do a trip somewhere. Well, so you we know what I it. think you should do, like. Yeah not trips, whatever, like very, I want to say later this year, the next version of Oculus Go is coming out. Oh, are you going to talk about Vader Immortal? Yeah. So you should get Oh that, my dude. gosh. I've heard, so, I've heard that it's amazing. Yeah. Like I, anytime I saw, like I, first of all, I was like, I need that. Second of all, when I saw Vader, I was like, Justin needs that. Like, I know he yeah. hasn't really been on the VR boat, but he like would I love, love VR. I, I, I don't dislike VR. I no, was you so tempted. You're not into it. You don't have it. You know, you don't have the time, the resources, what have you. But like, I was like, he this is he, he needs to have this. He loves Star Wars too much. But that's not to gonna cut. That's this. not gonna come out for PlayStation. You got to get Oculus to do it, right? That's not gonna be like you can't get it with PlayStation VR. No, like it's and, but yeah. it's not on. It's not. You don't need a full Oculus rig though. Like you, the the new like the Oculus Go is like 200 bucks and like the newer beefier version which i think is what you will need to play that game is gonna be like five so it's like a console it's not like trying to you know get a like get get a nice enough computer rig which i don't have you might already have a nice enough computer rig to just get but i think even sure i do i mean i'm I'm sure getting an oculus is like 800 i want to say so like uh no i don't want that but if you get Um, the 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 one that i'm talking about like the beauty of it is it's like portable it's its own thing standalone so like you could take it with you and like the kids can use it and like everybody could use it right like it wouldn't and it wouldn't be tethered to a computer um it's an idea i mean it, it looks amazing the idea is essentially it's, it's a story it's a mm-hmm. it's an interactive movie where you are you know interacting with vader and 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 it's like you wield a lightsaber and it's in vr and it looks astounding and it would yeah. be absolutely a cool thing to see we're not done yet guys you, you think here we are at the hour mark we have more to talk about um, and we are just going fast and furious through the news. But there's so this is what happens when we don't do a show for a long time. Um, uh, how about this? I have a great idea. I'm going to spring something on you brand new. Ready for this? Ready for this? And I'm going to spring something on myself because I'm going to have to edit this later. Let's watch another trailer, shall we? Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have Alexia watch the trailer for ding, 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 ding. That's where we're stopping, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, no, Alexi is still with me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so we recorded two hours, two hours of Trek Off, and we want to give it to you. I want to space it out, man. We got to let, no, let, let, let it brew. Yeah, let it simmer. Let it, <laughs> let it brew. Uh, th- let me tell you what. We have, a, we have a bunch of Terminator talk and a bunch of X-Men talk coming up. It's going to be spectacular. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it next week. So for now, my name is Justin. <laughs> and my name is Alexia. Check off! Check off, bitches! Just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay, thanks for listening.